Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now I'm a southern child, 
You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode. Presented by Hunting Exchange, a marketplace for serious hunters by serious hunters. All right, guys, welcome to the outro Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. And there it is. <laughs> All right, so we got a... New well, recording. Well, we can get to that in new, a little new bit. New recording stuff. It has sound effects, as you just heard. <laughs> We're probably going to get into this a little bit. <laughs> this is going to be a funny outro. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. Um, all right. What did y'all think about that episode, Jacob? Oh, you're going to come to me this time? Not start with you like you did last no, time? No, I was selfish last time. I hogged the spotlight. That you did. That you did. No, it was, it was fun to kind of talk to, uh, to David, kind of get some of his perspectives. You know, it's cool when you talk to somebody that's got you know, 30 plus years of bow hunting experience. And, you know, he's been bow hunting for over 40 years. It's pretty awesome. And then also, you know, traditional archery, um, you know, it's just, it takes a different kind of outlook to be successful like that than what most guys would think of, you know, with a compound bow. Uh, so you got to be a good woodsman, man. And David's definitely that. And some of the other guys we've interviewed in the past that are, you know, good traditional outdoors or good traditional bow hunters, you know, really, really good woodsman. Cause you, Hey, you gotta be, you gotta get that deer, you know, within, you know, a lot of guys, sub 25 yards, sub 20 yards in some cases. Mm-hmm. So, Mike Dilla? Yep. Uh, it was a good one. Um, I really liked how we are kind of taking it back to the roots, I guess. You know, getting away from a lot of this tactic stuff, which I really enjoy the tactic stuff. Just I like hearing everybody's opinion, everybody's approach. But uh, I think a lot of people, you know, it may be a little too much um, for some people, especially starting out. So, I know we've had a, a couple of people reach out to us recently, you know, new hunters, and, hey, this is the first podcast I've listened to. I didn't know about you guys, and I think stuff like this, you know, is really beneficial. Um, just mm-hmm. getting out, putting boots on the ground, learning the stuff yourself, and then later on kind of branching out a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with that, man, because it, he got me thinking, trap, uh, talking about all the trapping stuff that mm. back in high school that speaks to me man because i'll tell you what we had someone leave us a review like a 17 year old not long ago i'm assuming you're still in high school dude go trapping before high school man if you got the if you got the place nearby i did it you know go check your traps for class every day it's easy it's fun you learn so much like looking back i'm so glad that i did that like that was when it when it comes to like my like outdoor like lifestyle like my life that i've spent in the outdoors that's probably like the highlight of everything i've ever done for real i mean it's like the so rewarding and you learn so much and uh when he was talking about all that it kind of made me realize that with trapping i kind of took that route that he was talking about where i did not take that route with deer so much where with trapping when i'm like i was trying to learn how to trap coons and i didn't know anything about coons and dog proof traps and footholds and all that stuff so i went on youtube and I watched one video, and it was like an hour and a half long. And it was just this guy, and he was talking about uh, coon, like their diets, habitat, the stuff they're attracted to. And like an overview of like a coon, not so much of like, hey, go put your traps here. And so I took that, and that's the only thing I watched on it. And then I went out in the woods, and I was out there every single day and just learned it. And then slowly throughout time got better and better. On, like I had that kind of starting point, I guess, of like learning, like, you know, putting my feet on the ground. But then after that, I learned myself and I found success really quick with it, which, you know, coon trapping is probably not as hard as deer hunting, but I don't think I did that with deer hunting so much. And I feel like my learning curve with deer hunting was a lot more difficult because I was just pulled in a bunch of different directions with different stuff. 
So that, that was uh, that got my gears going. I like the, anytime someone mentions trapping, I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, the first thing I thought about was uh, Mr. Perry uh, because, you know, that's kind of how he got his start, too. He, he did a lot of trapping way back in the day. And a lot of these really good hunters, they were trappers, just like uh, Dave Tom said. Yeah, and it's so true what he's talking about. The value of going out there and you're out there every single day checking those traps. And you're, it's such a good learning experience because, especially again, like when you're younger in high school or something, or, you know, if you're an adult and you've got a place close enough where you can drive out there every morning before work, just wake up a little bit earlier. Um, the, like, the value of going out there every single day and watching how things change and say, oh, hey, you know, here's this, here's where this coyote skirted my set. Like, why did he come by this and not check it out? Was it the wind? Was it where it was? Like, I don't know. Just, and then you see patterns, like we've talked about it before on here, where I would see patterns where the coyotes would mm. like come in like two week cycles where there's like nothing, no fresh sign. And then bam, they're there for like two or three days. You see tracks all over the place. Scat gets freshened back up because you're going to the same places every day over and over. And then bam, they're there. You catch one or two. And then they're gone again for a while. And it's like they're just, yeah. I go out there with a locator call at night and blow a locator call for those coyotes. And I would hear them like way far off and I'd never catch them. And then, you know, I'd go out and I'd blow it. And when they were close that night, I would usually catch one. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's just like a different experience. You learn so much in a short amount of time. Yeah. I went back and looked at the uh, Tacticam uh, photos that I, you know, from when I put the camera out um, this spring. And it was actually at the 1st of April, so, and it was just probably one of those two-week cycles. Our phones don't drop until late, late. Um, so, I'm pretty sure that, you know, that was just them passing through that area, so. Yeah. Jason wanted to clarify that, because a lot of people may listen to that and think, hey, our phones don't drop until, yeah, you know, late summer. They don't drop in the spring. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about, so, yeah, just clarify. All over the place. Yeah, you got anything on the trapping or anything like that? No, I never really did a bunch of trapping growing up. So, I mean, I've, I count one hand, one hand how many coons I've trapped before. Coon trapping's fun, man. It's, it's a good old time. Yeah, those dog poop traps are fun because it's pretty easy. You put next to a little creek, a little bit of water or something like that, and, man, a little dog food in there or cat food or marshmallows or peanut butter or whatever you want Oh, dude, use. yeah. I had the setup, man. I would, I would fry me some bacon, and I'd put all the – grease in a little jar every time i fried bacon so i had this big jar of bacon grease and i would put dog food in the dog proof trap and then take a stick and get a little smudge of that bacon grease and put it on like the rim of the dog proof trap and then just throw the stick out there in front mm. of it warm out son like a tequila shot mike you know that salt on the rim but you know <laughs> instead of salt he's got some bacon grease on there hey, yeah. sounds like a pretty good drink to me um You'd catch me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so a couple other things. Um, you know, Dave was talking about just again the aspect of you got to have your own experiences. Like you've got to go out there, boots on the ground. And that's the thing is, like, if you listen to the last few episodes, especially with like uh, Bobby uh, Worthington and uh, you know a lot of the other guests that we've had on recently, is the whole aspect of like boots on the ground. Like you, you really need to understand kind of like where you're hunting and like if you're going to find an area that you're going to hunt for multiple years in a row. You know, continue to build on your knowledge of like how the deer are using that because that's going to play a huge factor on where you need to shift. And one thing that he talked about is, you know, he hunts so many different states every year that he like will bounce around. You know, his closest spot that he hunts is an hour and a half from him. That's what he mentioned on the podcast. And it's like having the flexibility that, hey, if it's not going good here on one property and you're not finding the pattern, 
that, you know, if you're a public land hunter, you know, you can't do this if you've got private land, you only got like a two or 300 acre farm, you're kind of stuck with it. But if you're hunting private or public land, or if you're a private land guy that has public land access to, you know, just going to a different property and finding whatever kind of habitat that you're used to hunting or comfortable hunting in and trying to see if you can find a better pattern there when it comes to what the bucks are doing. So this was something I was going to actually bring up as one of the points I put down in my notes, which was dedication. Um, if I mean, just to that point right there, he was talking about he doesn't miss what? Two weekends. He goes every, was it? He's missed two weekends so far this year. Two weekends, and he's going an hour and a half, which is what I was doing. I was driving an mm-hmm. hour and a half, usually two, sometimes three days a week, uh, going to the WMA. The, you know, I yeah. really only spent probably three or four weeks down there hunting last year. But he Killed a big one. Yeah, killed my biggest one down there, um, and that was you know where we found all of those bucks. If if the dedication wasn't there, you know, humping it in the heat, you know, down there, then I definitely wouldn't have been as successful. Um, yeah. So I mean, you you really have to enjoy scouting. All of the people that I usually talk to that are very successful, they they enjoy that aspect just as much as hunting, and that's me too. Like. Minus this year. This year I've been in a rut, but um, I think I was probably just burned out a little bit after all of the summer and then all of the winter, you know, mm-hmm. hunting. So, um, but yeah, I, th- I think that that's a really important thing that, you know, you need to think about. It. If it's that important to you, then you got to be willing to put in the work even outside of, you know, the season. Yeah. And another thing that he talked about was, you know, like, having the wherewithal to adapt to where you're hunting but also the conditions of where you're hunting and like you know it's football season right now so the football analogy is timely but i love that i love that analogy because i mean it's like if you if you take a kid out there and and teach him a couple plays you know he can go run those plays but whether or not he's actually going to be able to you know get in there and manage the game you know let's say he's a quarterback if he's going to be able to manage the game manage the clock you know read the defense all this stuff that's a whole different i mean a whole different animal than just learning the tactics so to speak and um i mean even with the limited uh limited resources and everything food cover water that can change even if you don't think those things are limited because the the first public land deer i ever shot and my first bow deer um I, I struggled for a couple of years, and that summer we had a really, really bad drought. I mean, really bad. Uh, I can't even remember what year it was, but like, uh, like creeks that are always flowing were dry, and there was like bends in the creek where there'd be like a little cut bank and there'd be little puddles of water, and they were hammering those. And I killed my first bow deer on a water hole, like you're hunting in Texas or something here which is, like, mm-hmm. unheard of because there's a creek in every single valley around here. Right. So, like, being able to adapt, you know, on your own home turf, too. So, it was about, like, like I was telling y'all in him before the podcast, it was about, like, seven years ago or so when I'd first heard him talk about those limiting factors. And it was, like, an aha moment back then. And while he was talking in this episode, I had another one of those, and it is related to food. So, he spoke on certain trees dropping at certain times and if you think about it you know if there's a preferred food source that is there's not a i guess a huge availability of it when those specific trees or species of whatever it is you know is perfect for the deer think about just the food aspect not necessarily food water cover but if you have a 
limited amount of white oaks in an area. Focus on the white oaks specifically because they're more likely to hit those because it's a limited type of food source. So on our specific WMA, if you think about it, there's water oaks, and they are very, very limited. Yes. And they are mm. very, very specific, like, you know, those little areas. And that's where I found a lot of sign uh, during the season was around that yep. food source. Yeah, especially in, like, January. We found that, like, around here a lot of times where everything else is pretty much done, and those water oaks are still dropping in January. And, I mean, they, like, hammer them. Yep. That brings up another thing about the whole feed tree thing. We we had a bunch of guys when we did episodes with like Robert Carter and Richard Fott, and the, they're big feed tree guys. And they said, "Hey, I'm in hill country. We got a bunch of oak trees. Feed trees don't work for me." And that's probably the case a lot of times. But it, it, I thought of it. It popped up in my head in the middle of the podcast when you and me, Jacob, hunted Tennessee a couple of years back, and you made that bad shot on the doe, and we, you know, we had to track it and everything. That was hill country. And there was a lot of oaks there, but we did find like a good feed tree. And looking back, I think it was just that particular little section, that particular ridge didn't have a bunch of oaks like the rest of the place. It was all other stuff, just random other trees that didn't produce any kind of mast. And right right up there on top of this little hill, there was two or three white oaks dropping. I think there might have been red oaks. I don't know. But they were dropping. And man, there's just deer all over the place. I mean, my bow mm-hmm. was still on the ground when he shot that doe. Yeah. Well... I'd never experienced it. And then when I went to Georgia with you, mm-hmm. uh, there were two locations down there where, I mean, they were just hammering them. Hill country, and too. It, yeah, it was hill country. And this was in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was the first white oaks dropping. I mean, they were just all On over it. them. Yeah. Those but, are cool. Those are su- such fun situations, too. But just because yep. you like live in hill country, because I see people on Facebook all the time comment and we're like, oh, it doesn't work here. Well, I mean, it might. Yeah, it might not work all the time. It might not be like the most reliable thing in the world, but you got to like be scouting, watching those conditions. And when it pops hot, it's hot. Right. And that was one thing that uh, I told Jacob, you know, we need to be more cognizant of when we go out of state because of back to those persimmons and pawpaws, um, like PK was talking about, they were hot up there. And even though we had a limited amount of time and, you know, we didn't figure it out as quick, um, that's something that you need to be aware of when you go out of state what other species can you focus on that you maybe not you know may not normally be as productive in your area but once you go out of state maybe that's a limited food source or you know they're ripe at a different time and you know that's what you need to be focusing on instead of taking your tactics from where you normally hunt you know, just broaden your, I guess, perspective or thoughts, ideas to be more aware of what's going on actually where you're hunting. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Jacob, you got anything to add? Being awful quiet yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah I got I to gotta let y'all speak at some point. You know, these He episodes. told me I was about to fall asleep. He looks like he's <clears throat> I know, look gone. At him. No, no, I'm just, I'm waiting for the... The, the right time. Right time. This is okay. Jacob's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> got them sound effects hey how about that quote though uh the planning is everything the plan is nothing that's pretty slick Mm -hmm. he said that i had to ponder it for a second but yeah it's pretty thought provoking thought provoking but it makes so much sense though i mean it really does it's it's the it's the planning aspect where you kind of figure everything out and then 
It's kind of like the velvet hunt when you think about it. I mean, the plan, I guess, was go up there, hit the beans, find the bucks. Well, the plan didn't work, right? You know? So I don't know. A different planning thought process might have helped in that situation. Because, but I'm, and I don't want to, I don't want it to sound like I'm knocking on y'all because I'd have done the exact same thing that y'all did. This podcast is supported by Hunting Exchange. Now, Hunting Exchange, if you haven't heard, is an app for iOS and Android that is your one-stop shop to buy and sell all of your used hunting equipment. Now, the great thing about this, especially as a buyer, you can go on there and find some great deals on used equipment from other outdoorsmen from across the country. One great thing you go on there, unlike social media platforms like what you would find on, say, like Facebook, you can actually go on Hunting Exchange and find some great deals on bows, tree stands, saddles, technical apparel, knives, broadheads, the whole nine yards, really. One great thing about it is, again, it's secured and supported by PayPal. So when you go on, all your purchases are insured through PayPal. So you can buy with confidence. Now, the great thing is also as a seller, you can go on there and be a part of a great network of other outdoorsmen and be able to go on and sell whatever gear you'd like and be able to reach more people without having to worry about being banned or blocked on social media platforms like what we see on Facebook. Again, it's a great place to go, purchase your gear and also connect with other outdoorsmen across the country. This podcast is supported by Mark's Outdoors. If you're from around Birmingham, you know of a, a staple in the hunting community here, and that would be Mark's Outdoors. They've been in business in the same location for over 40 years, family owned and operated, and they have a reputation for being one of the best bow shops in the southeast. As we inch closer and closer to deer season, if you haven't already, it's time to dust off that bow and make sure that she's ready to roll for this hunting season. Go stop by Mark's Outdoors and check out their archery counter with Mark and Robbie, two guys I've known for years, excellent bow techs. They've worked on my bow since I started bow hunting. They got all the knowledge and accessories that you need to get ready to rock for this bow season. While you're in there, also make sure you check out their gun counter. They got a ton of nice rifles for everything from AR platforms to nice deer rifles and a bunch of nice shotguns as well. They also have one of the best knife selections in Alabama. I mean, really nice stuff. All kinds of custom knives in there and their ammo selection is just unbeatable as well. We're thrilled to have Mark's Outdoors on board and we thank them for supporting the podcast. Now we're going to ask you guys to go support them. I mean, it was productive last year. Um, and I think we figured it out by day two of the hunt. Um, and we switched it up and went to a different area and actually got in the woods. But at that point, it was just a little bit too late. And we actually didn't go back to that area. Mm-hmm. We actually kept it close because nobody wanted to drive that far again. And, you know, we just kind of... I don't want to get eaten by mosquitoes again. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> so, anyways, we kind of missed out there. But I think if we would have had more than just that morning, then we would have got Shoot, them. Like, I was all over some deer tracks. I mean, it was just covered up. I saw it on the Instagram story. I was like, oh, Mike's oh, about to kill one. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I was waiting that morning. I was like, I was like, please, for the love of God, let Mike shoot one that, like at 7 o'clock. Yeah. I think Let's, that you posted that on an afternoon, and you said, uh, this looks good, but I think it'd be better in the morning. And yeah. I was sitting back here. I was like, hunt it now. Hunt well, it the now. wind was blowing right into oh, that right. area. So I figured if I went in there in the morning – then I would already be in there at the bedding area or closer to the bedding area. Mm-hmm. When they came back from the fields, then I would be able to cut them off. But they got around me. Sneaking into the yeah. bedroom. I think I got a little bit too much into the cover, and they skirted me on the edge. Uh, and yeah. so I, I wasn't able to hear them. Like, or I was able to hear them, but I wasn't able to see them. So I heard them actually doing the little contact grunts like oh really yeah one was like 50 yards behind me and the other one was like 75 to 100 yards 
Oh, Maybe wow. like just a little bit further. We Maybe not. This. Probably wasn't even that far, but huh? Yeah. Well, we missed that in the other outro. We were too yeah. busy talking about uh, hummingbirds harassing yeah. you while you're trying to pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was fun. All right, Jacob, you're saying you're waiting for the opportune time. You're being real quiet over no, there. Today. No, I mean we're all good. Did stuff. you get your feelings hurt? No, I'm, I'm learning, man. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, listen, hey, sometimes you just you know you gotta you gotta figure out what you're doing. And, what are you uh, doing? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, good points. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Good talk. Good talk. Jacob's like, good talk, yeah, guys, sounds like y'all are going to find me a deer for this fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Still ain't figured it out. Huh? No, I, I, ain't, I ain't figured it out, guys. We'll come back to you in a couple minutes. There you go. Give me a second. <laughs> hey, uh, I just got to give a shout out to the Patreon members um, because, you know, we told you all that all of this, you know, all this money that you know we do get from uh, from all the supporters um, is going right back into the podcast and equipment, and this is a you know perfect example of that. Um, you know this should improve the audio quality, maybe not for me and Jacob with our hooked on phonics, um, <laughs> but um, can't do much. Dude, there, saw, there's a new really there's a new review. there's a new review. <laughs> yeah. I can't read it. It's terrible. I can't like big buck nuts, bro. You're brutal, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, this thing's gonna help with Jacob hollering into the mic all the time when he gets gets excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty. Cool. He, did, he didn't like it at first because he he couldn't clip and ruin the sound quality, but it grew on him. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, this is nice. Andrew's over here though; he's like a kid in the candy store with all these. Oh, buttons. he's touching buttons the whole freaking time of the podcast. Dude, terrible. I feel like I'm operating a spaceship. This thing's so cool. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Yeah, but this the Patreon members paid for this bad boy. So yeah, appreciate it. Super professional setup. Um, and just, I mean, we haven't taken a paycheck from this this thing ever. I nope. mean, just so everybody's aware. I mean, whether it be ad money or Patreon or anything like that, any money we've made. Of course, Jacob and I, for three years, haven't taken a paycheck. Mike's only been with us officially for like three or four months. Yeah. Haven't given Mike anything yet. No. Nope. Well, we bought a computer that you've been using. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but definitely <laughs> helps out a lot faster. Yeah, we bought a MacBook. We bought... Fancy old recording setup. Got some more headsets, lighting, camera. So y'all are doing a lot of stuff for us. Uh, really kicking up, kicking up production quality here. Yep, yep. Yeah, appreciate the appreciate the support. Um, God, I don't know. What, what are y'all? I'm trying. Just trying to think here. I mean, I feel like if I ain't talking, bro, there ain't no conversation on this podcast. Well, I mean, we just <laughs> talked for 20 minutes. I mean, actually, yeah, it's been 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like I go, back, I go back to the day, like it was just me and Andrew, and I'm like, I go back, I'm like, man, how much was I talking compared to Andrew and Altros? You normally <laughs> talk a lot. I know. I know. It's like, it's, gotta, it's like, y'all aren't comfortable talking. It's like, man. Cat got your tongue. No, I'm like, I take a step back and it's like, oh my God, what happened to the show? <laughs> I know. It's because you're always talking smack. So when you're quiet, I'm like, you okay, buddy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything okay? I think you must have got his feelings hurt. No, jeez. A little bit of butt hurt? Butt hurt, bro. <laughs> I, need some, I need some, uh, I need some, uh, oh, God. Some, like, butt hurt cream or Dang something? Dang it. Yeah. I thought I was going to be real slick on it, but. Do you, you need one of your white claws? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. No. Oh, hey, well, I don't know something we can talk about. We went and shot some doves on Saturday. Oh yeah, good point. I was gonna try. I was trying to think. Like, what have we been up to? We, I, I've we, y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I, I, right now. I'm on like the fifteenth day in a row I've worked. So I'm like I'm pretty burnt Dude, at this point. Forget so. your job, man. Everyone join Patreon so Jacob can quit his abusive job, man. 
They don't let him get time off. Well, That's why we always have to find his bucks for him. Because <laughs> Jacob ain't got no time. Yeah. yeah. I have zero dollars in my account. I actually think I have negative money in my account. <laughs> I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it to the podcast tonight. <laughs> Running on it's fumes. that bad, baby. I spent so much money in Tennessee going on that hunt just to get my butt whooped. <laughs> just to get almost blown away yeah. in a storm on the last day. Just yep. so y'all know, I'm working extra on COVID just so I can make it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Working yeah. that COVID shift. Um, no, but hey, Doves, that, that's a good point. That was that was a blast. It's a little dove. We're going to tell a listener while we're out there, too. What was oh, that? Yeah. What Mike. Was Mike? Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah. Yep. He uh he hunts out there. He it's funny. We were uh we were getting ready to leave, and he came over and he was talking to us. And Jacob took his hat off. Yeah, he was, like, he, was like, he was like he was he was on me. I was like, okay, I don't know, this, what's this guy doing? Like, he, he, Jacob, he saw the hair. He's like, oh, we're Southern Outdoors. Yeah, right? I, I, I took the hat off. He's like, <laughs> he's like, red goatee, red hair, kind of hefty, real hefty. <laughs> Tundras? Oh, yeah. Something outdoorsman? Tundras. And I'm like, yeah. Who was it? Y'all said Mike, but I didn't want everybody to get confused. No, why don't you? It's like listener named Mike. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was. Yeah. Hey, and he's killed some nice deer. He's killed really? some, yeah, he's killed some really nice I was deer. like, Dude, can we interview you? Yeah. I literally asked him. So, yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. Good meeting him. Uh, got out there on the old public dove hunt, shot some doves. That was a good time. Jacob didn't show up. Again, I scouted it out for him. I sat out there in the hot sun all day. Jacob shows up about five, starting to cool off. Cleans up. A little bit of a breeze. He shot two or three and lost him in the thicket. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Way to downplay it first off, sir. Uh, yeah, no. I think I killed – was it – I think I had – You killed five. You lost one of them. That, so, I, so I gave you – so it was four. That yeah, actually, four. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, anyways, dude, I'll tell you what. I was like – every time we go to hunt, I'm like, I cannot wait to have a dog. Oh, my gosh. Cannot wait to have a dog. Oh, my gosh, dude. It'll cut down. Think about how much time you'll save, like, not bumbling around in a briar thicket. Yeah, because the thing is, we're not hunting. Because you're, like, missing doves, man. Well, we're not hunting. We're not hunting. Like, guys are like, oh, I'm going dove hunting. I'm going to hunt at the farm, whatever. And it's, like, yeah, cut cornfields. like, a cattle and I'm pasture. like, that is a joke, dude. Like, we're hunting. We're hunting cutovers. Like, we are hunting clear cuts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yep. it, it's a two-year-old cutover, three-year-old cutover, and everything's over your head. I was walking. I was trying to retrieve one dove. It was literally fell. See, now I'm all fired up now. You know, we're good. Yeah, we're, see, we're, I, we're, I knew that. Get it, man. The dove no, hunt, No, man. but I had a dove that literally fell six to, six to eight yards behind me. I'm like, what? It's just right there, dude. And it is a there's a there's a down tree between me and him. I'm like, I'm not going through that. I'm like, dude, I, I didn't have snake boots on. I just wore low lowest, you know, thick leather boots. And I had uh, those sawbuck brush pants on. Mm-hmm. And dude, it was like a wall. You know, everything I was, I'm standing in like a, all kinds of tall vegetation, like, you know, just different, you know, saplings and freaking head. Was Devil's Club or whatever? Yeah. Devil's Walking Stick. That's terrible, oh, yeah. dude. Cool, buddy. Listen, yeah. when that rears back, close, you know, I've, like you, you, it gets pushed back by something and it flings back and smacks you, dude. It's like, oh my it. God. <laughs> no, you mean to tell you what's the worst with Devil's Walking Sticks when you're in steep hill country? And you're going out through there, oh, and you're no. like sliding on something, and you go to grab a, a oh. tree, and it's a devil's walking stick. Yep, yep. Been there, <laughs> done that. I got the t-shirt. Describe about what what is devil's walking stick for anyone? That it is know it is a woody plant that has woody briars on it that Spikes. are sharp, and I mean stout. Like they're not like a cute little old blackberry, you know. Where it's, it's, like like a it's like a rose bush on steroids. It's like a woody. Rose bush. It, well, it's not a bush. It's just, it's tall. It's just like a, it's yeah. Like it's a, like, one it's stem. like a, looks like a walking stick. Yeah, it looks like a walking stick, but it is covered in and deer eat the crap out of it. They love it. Really? Yeah, it's a good deer food. God bless them. Listen, they get some tough mouths, dude. 
Cause I, I don't, I don't think they ate the briars, they ate the leaves. Oh, I didn't even notice leaves. I was just looking at the freaking wall. Yeah, no, they got leaves on. Oh, I didn't catch that. But anyways, but it, it was a wall of that stuff between me and it. Oh. Dude, it took me probably just ten minutes just to get around this down tree, and I'm going through stuff. I'm like, I'm about to get snake bit. Is that the one I spotted for you? Mm. -mm. Okay, that was, that was the one. No, here. no, no. That I'm getting that one a little bit later. <laughs> this one just fell right behind me, like literally right behind me. That's like, the first one you shot. No, it? that was another one that was terrible. This is like the they second. They were all terrible. Every one Jacob shot went right. No, that's what I'm saying. So I like, let him get listen, to the all field. these guys. All these guys. They sound. I can tell. I was. I. I it cut my audio out. I heard that because I was getting a little too excited there. <laughs> um, that's the cool thing. That's the cool thing about this setup. Is like when I get too excited, I can tell it's because got a limiter. I can't hear myself talk anymore. I'm like I'm talking too loud. And I have to bring it back down. So it's, 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 it's like it's like conditioning with dogs. You know, hey, you know, you yeah, keep, man. Keep, like, you keep getting zapped. You can stop doing it, bro. You can put a bark collar on Jacob every time it gets too loud. It's gonna zap it. Yep. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh man. But um, anyway, so. Um, that would have to be an but, unfiltered no, episode. But, no, so we're, we're hunting. We're hunting a cutover. Like, we're, listen, we're jeez. Keep it together, boys. I'm just trying to picture it. I'm just picturing like Mike, Mike's a little kinky, bro. You better watch bark, out. The, the barking collar goes off, and like Jacob's, you know what cuss words he usually goes to. <laughs> I'm just picturing you. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, let me get back to this thing. So, listen, we're hunting a cutover, dude. It's it's like, again, it's a joke when I see guys that are dove hunting over like a pasture. I'm like, that is hilarious. Because we're in thickets. We're <laughs> hunting. Privileged we're, we're like, where we're deer hunting is like where we're freaking shooting doves. And it, hey, it's effective because there's doves. Well, what it is, it's like, you know, they'll be like millet fields. They plant millet or corn or sorghum or something like that. But it's always surrounded by some kind of thicket. It's always in like an open area, whether it be like cutovers or pine thicket something pine thicket whatever um and so you're sitting on the edges of the field and a lot of times the Shoot, doves you were in the edge of the field i was in the thicket shooting <laughs> yeah well oh. a lot of times the doves they're not just bombing down into the field they're skirting the edges of it i got, I got a good eye for that listen i'm all about them funnels people don't understand those <laughs> dude, doves use funnels uh, air funnels i'm telling you listen we go we go technical on this man oh, dude, we're about to do a, oh, a freaking like, dove doves beast, use baby. topography when they're flying that like most people don't think about like little, little rises absolutely tree lines and like listen I, I i learned that real quickly i'm like okay y'all get set up on the field i'm going down the thick stuff i'm going to shoot plenty of them because just hopefully i can get them all recover them all that's the thing be a lot easier next year got the dog we'll bring boone out there next time yeah. on like a wednesday when we go see um, how he does many people he'll find them no, I'm, but, I'm very confident well, hold on we're, we're getting so distracted because i haven't even told the story about how long it took me to find oh, this yeah, yeah, dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but listen i get so around there it's, it's devil's walking club sticks whatever what's it called walk stick yeah devil's walking stick. anyways dude, it's terrible they, they got briar pants on but dude it's hitting me in the stomach it's you know oh. you know old pillsbury doughboy no, dough over here just getting <laughs> tore up dude. dude it's bad i'm bleeding i'm like Old Jinder's getting poked by the walking stick. Dude, listen, hold on. So, like, you know, every, this is the thing. I, I just, there's the stereotypical, like, dove hunt is like, oh, we're going on a dove shoot. Woo! And it's like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, listen, after a dove hunt, dude, if I ain't bleeding, bro, I didn't kill no doves, okay? I'm just going to let you know. There's, like, there's, there's, there's different levels of dove hunting, and we have the hardest core. So Hashtag hardest core. So, so it wasn't somebody out in the field with an umbrella and a cooler full of cores no. sitting no. in a lawn chair. No. Is that what you're getting at? No, yeah. We, no. It's, that's, that's some yuppie dove hunting. <laughs> no, dude, these doves are pressured, son. <laughs> I'm telling you, right. Pressured dove hunters. Oh, my God, they, they bro. Come, they come in with, with the wind in their face. 
<laughs> Jay hooking into the field. <laughs> they give a good three circles downwind before they come in the commit. Oh, dude. Because I think it, I don't know. I've been on a lot of private dove shoots, too, and you always have the problem of, like, sky blasters, which, uh, how but, would you describe a sky blaster? They, they think they the got duck hunters that, know what we're talking uh, about. Yeah, but they think they get that turkey choke in, you know, that, that uh, you know, super tight constriction. They're blasting birds that are, I mean, 40 to 50 yards over their head. Not like out in front of them, but straight. I mean, they're like, it's like. Way up there. Way up there. It's like, dude, you just you got to know your limitations. I'm like, dude, if it's inside 30 yards, 25 yards, that's like my comfort zone. It's like, I get out there, I kind of, I look around, I'm like, okay, that tree, it's on this side of that little tree, this side of that little bush, we're good. I kind of mentally picture that. Yep. People don't understand that when they're looking up. They're like, oh, shoot, I can see a bird. It looks like a dove. Mm-hmm. Let's pull some oh, trees. Oh, yeah, dude. You got, when you're dove hunting, you got to like, it's like if he's coming geese. right to you, dude, just stand still and let him come. It's so fun, dude. Let oh, him come. Man. And you're like, here he comes, here he comes, here I like, he comes. Cr- I like crouch down. Oh, dude, I crouch get, down, get ready. Crouch down, and he comes up, and he's like, up, oh, pull up, And gun. he starts getting close. You can kind of see him. You can see his color and everything then it's like when he's like right there you're like okay i got you there mm-hmm. there ain't much more fun than a good dove sheet okay Golly but listen man. i ain't talking no private land dove sheet that's the most fun you can have with your clothes I'm t- on i'm talking <laughs> <laughs> which button do we need to hit for that one okay a little late <laughs> oh, <that's terrible. laughs> okay oh, that was terrible okay. i accidentally pressed the, like, the funky one too <laughs> okay anyways no but but that's the, listen i'm telling you man we do this in the hardcore dove hunting dude this ain't for the, like the the, the the you know the weak-hearted people because they ain't gonna make it all right like, i'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna let you know you ain't gonna make it dude you're gonna shoot there's gonna be a lot of does left out there I, rec- I try to recover all of them and one of them god bless it dude it I shot it and it was maybe a little too far and it was right in the middle of this cutover and I'm like Andrew you spotted and it. I had a good spot on it too. Oh, so he said and listen, I'm walking out there. I'm I'm looking. I see where it goes down and there's like a little clump of trees and it goes. It like I hit it high enough up that it like it drifts. You know, it like it like glide. I mean, it's hit. It mortally wounded, but it like comes down. It doesn't fall straight out of the sky. And I see it like goes behind this tall stuff and I'm like, oh crap. And I'm like, Andrew, I yell out and you know, I'm very vocal on the dove field. You know, I'm, I'm calling. Dude, oh, dude. I, I, I am like air traffic control, man. I'm out there. I'm like, birds it, coming from the key north. To a good dove shoot, you, you have to communication. have communication, bro. We can. We're gonna do a whole podcast about te- the tactics oh, of dove dude, hunting. There's bro. people coming up in the parking lot. Like this dude showed up kind of late, and he pulls up in his jeep, and he kind of looks, and there's like ten trucks there, and he starts to turn around. I'm like, no, come back. Like you need more people. It's the opposite of a deer hunt. You like when you see a dove field slap full of people. That is a good thing. Because it, it keeps them moving, keeps them in the air, and everyone's calling each other's birds. Well, they're supposed to. Some don't. Some don't. Cruiser Saddles is the newest addition to companies supporting this podcast. Cruiser is the maker of saddles and saddle hunting gear. Uh, me and Jacob actually met Chad, the owner, at our Bozen Brews event in March of 2020. We were demoing a lot of different saddles there from a lot of different companies, and he showed up with his products, which were brand new at the time, and everybody there was extremely impressed with them, including me and Jacob. We ended up getting some of the saddles for this past hunting season and used them all year from, basically, we started hunting in August and hunted until February. No complaints. Really liked them. The durability was there. The comfort was there. The wearability was there, you know, walking in and out to the stand. So we're very impressed. You can go back to some of the episodes from last year and actually hear us, you know, live through the season talking about these things. We talked about them a lot in the podcast from last year's season. Just really impressed, and we think you would like them too. So go to their website and check them out. We ran the XC. Orders ship the same day or next day unless otherwise indicated. And you get free shipping on orders over $300. We really appreciate Cruiser for supporting this show. You guys go show them some support as well. Whoa, 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 guys. Hold on now. You've been listening to a lot of our content, getting a lot of free content lately. If you've been listening to the show for quite some time and enjoy the show, one way you can help support us is join our Patreon. 
Well, if you join the Patreon account, you get access to all kinds of content, including GPS studies, giveaways, and videos. Now click the link in the show notes below and join the Patreon today. All right, so you say you're a fan of the Southern Outdoorsman podcast and you love the show. You tell all your buddies, you might even leave us a review on iTunes, but you're not rocking Southern Outdoorsman merch. What's going on? Now, you can fix that today. Just head on over to our website, southernoutdoorsman.com forward slash shop. You can check out the new t-shirts, new decals, and everything else we have on the website. Or better yet, you can click the link in the show notes below and go directly to the website from there. Love to see you in the Southern Outdoorsman merch. Thank you guys for the support. Greed, little greedy. Hey, listen, there ain't no greed. You got when you come to a dove hunt, you gotta be you gotta be open minded. You're trying to kill every dove that comes through there, and make sure someone shoots it. And if it come by you, make sure you call it out for your next guy. So you want to know who's around? You. Oh yeah, I'll call it out to Mike. Everybody Andrew. kills more doves. Everybody on the field kills more doves if you call shots for each other. Like bird coming from the north. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. You can't be like bird tree lines. Like no, bird coming from the north. Bird coming from the south, east, west, low bird, high bird. You gotta call yep. it. I'm yep. telling you, it's like air traffic control over there, man. Like up. Oh. Yep. Mike, you got come over the top mm-hmm. from the south. Oh, yeah, man. It's the key. And it's so much fun because you get to holler at people. It's, it's really fun when you get some good shooters. Like, when you get some good shooters. Yeah, I just heard my audio oh. cut. Dude, when you have some good shooters. Oh, yeah, And, dude. like, you call and they, you cr- they, this, you they see, pillow You see it, it coming. You see it coming. Dude. You're like, bird, 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 tree line. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. And, and then you one see shot. this dude pop up. Boom. And that that buddy just folds up. Dude, that, listen. That's the old windmill down to the ground. That I'm guy, like, oh, got it. That guy, Mike, the listener, uh, who was out there in the oh, field. He was waxing him. Dude, he was crushing. Them, bro. I was like, "Good shot, man!" That's another thing, dude. You get a good shot. I yelled, "A good shot!" Listen, it's a, it's a good time. Oh, dude, it, it, man. Oh my god. Hold on, we gotta so get much. back to the, gotta get back to the story. So I shoot this bird, dude. And it goes. It's prop. It probably by the time it falls out of the sky because it was probably about thirty yards when I shot it. It probably faded out to about forty five when it glided down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Crap, dude!" It's it's down this cut. I'm looking at it. I'm like, "Okay, this stuff's tall." And I don't know what kind of vegetation that is. It's like um. I've never seen it before. I'll be honest. I haven't seen uh, this. Th- I don't know what it is. I've seen it. I can't remember what it's called. It is, to describe it, it is a, a pretty thick stemmed plant. Okay. Good milkweed D- substitute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm about to get to that. I'm about to get to that. It grows. It, it's not super thick. Like you can see through it okay. Like you can see like five yards through it. It's okay. Then you can see the ground, but it grows up to like six, seven feet tall. And I ain't very tall. Okay. So I'm going out there and I'm. Fi- I feel like I'm like a. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a, a child in, you know, a corn maze or something. And I, do, I dive bomb off into this. I'm trying to follow the tree and kind of walk, walk through all this stuff. I finally get back to the general area. I start doing little circles. I'm like, dude, like I started like, and there's no breeze. Okay. And I'm like in this stuff and it's all over the top <laughs> of my head. Okay. And I'm like looking down through it and I keep like, I keep moving and like, it's got flowers or something on it. It's like all this stuff looks like milkweed's like floating around. And I'm like looking, I'm not focused on it like right in front of my face. I'm like looking past it. I'm like looking at the ground trying to find this dove. And I'm out there for like five, ten, I'm out there for like probably ten minutes. Just you looking. Come back dude. looking like a chicken. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. No, hold on. But I'm like doing circles and I'm like, <coughs> I'm like, <coughs> <coughs> and I'm like, <coughs> and then I look and bro, it is like the most finest fibers. It's like milkweed on steroids and stuff. I'm serious. It is like floating all around my face and I'm breathing it in. And dude, it's all my eye. I'm like, I can, it's like on my face now. And it's like, I'm like, on my, on the goatee. It's on my eyebrows. It's on everything. And I'm covered in sweat. And I'm like, oh crap. I look at my hands. It's all in the back of my hands. And I'm like, I got sweat in my face. I'm trying to wipe it off. And dude, I get to, it's all in my eyes now. And it's burnt, dude. It, Man, I was just looking. I wish we had a laugh track on here. And you got to get a laugh track. No, dude. Listen, y'all are on a laugh track. No, but it's like, it's on my face. 
and it's like on my hands and like I go to like wipe my eyes and I'm like oh crap and it's like on my eyebrows dude I can feel it and it's on my eyelashes and I'm like and it's like burning and I'm like I'm breathing this stuff in bro I'm like I'm probably gonna, I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen dude I'm gonna have some kind of respiratory infection and I'm like <laughs> I'm like doing that I'm for real it's terrible and I'm like dude forget this stuff ain't worth it and I was out there for about 10 maybe 15 minutes I'm like I'm out dude and dude I get back and dude I'm back and dude, I'm trying to drink water and I'm trying to drink and it's like I can feel it I'm like breathe it in I can feel it on the back side of my throat dude and it's just sitting there it's like it's caked on the inside of my throat and I'm like oh, dude I was like I'm gonna try to throw up was, like, oh my gosh I was telling Jacob when we were out there because he's all bloody he was coughing dude bloody he's I'm talking about the stuff he's been breathing in I'm like Jacob you are not happy on a hunt unless you maximize your suffering <laughs> got to fight with the dove we're hunting doves man he's like bloodied up faces red covered in that white stuff he's like hacking up a lung I'm like what happened to you <laughs> ain't having dude, you gotta embrace the suck, bro. Dude. No, but for real, like, listen, if a good dove hunt, every good dove hunt I've ever had on public land, if I don't come out, well, it's not a good blood, it's not a good dove hunt unless I come out bleeding, because that means you shot a bunch of birds. Yeah, yeah, on your uncle's place, right? You're in the oh, same, yeah, same thing, same exact same thing, because you're hunting. Where, had a nice manicured field, and you're like, I'm gonna go get in that briar thing and shoot all the doves no, over I, that. No, we had a little ridge top field, real skinny field, but it was. It was briars all around it where the cutover had happened and dude i sat right there and freaking crushed the limit but i mean they're falling left and right in that stuff and you're like you're jumping through the johnson grass because the thing is another thing about dove hunt when you ain't got a bird listen this, oh we gotta talk about this andrew you can relate when you dove hunt, fired up dude, oh dove listen bro dove, so listen, dove hunt get me get so my blood going fun. bro listen i get very the three competitive. of us gotta go next wednesday three okay. of us going yeah all right. okay no it's a good saturday hunt's good but listen so um Oh, so another thing about like dove hunting, especially public land, we're hunting around thick stuff. I'm not talking. We're not talking hay fields. Not talking cut fields. Not talking corn. None of that. I'm talking like you're hunting a small field surrounded by a thicket. Okay, whether it's a cutover, like a two year old cutover, three year old cutover, a six, seven, eight year old pines, whatever. Yep. When you shoot that bird or two, but you shoot a double, you better hope they fall right next to each other. Okay, mm-hmm. because listen, it ain't no like okay, I mark them. I'll go get it in a little bit. It is like you mark it second it hits. Into the cover, you are running after it. Bro, I'm like gun on safety and I'm running while loading my gun at the same time, dude. Yep. Because I'm trying yep. to get through as quickly as possible to try to figure if it's wounded because I'll start flopping around. Those little jokers will run. Dude. I shot one and I ran in there and it freaking ran from me. I it's thought like it was a rabbit. a rabbit. Dude, like I was a rabbit. Like, oh, there's a rabbit. And then I saw its feathers. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that dove. And I chased it around like the club. Like, and you got club. You got just, just gun on safety, bro. And you, uh, you're like Rambo. I'm telling you. Uh, but, Dude, you're, I'm telling you. but you're running through the thick. I'm, I'm, you got to come out and watch. If someone filmed me on a dove hunt, it'd be the most Dude, exciting it's a, it's thing you've intense, ever seen. man. I chase that. I do the same thing with squirrels. I'll shoot a squirrel, and he'll go to, like, flopping and everything. And, and a lot of times when they're, like, flopping like that. And I, same thing with turkeys, man. I shoot it, and they'll go to flopping. And I get up, and I run at them like freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger in, like, a Predator movie where he's, like, running through the jungle. Well, like Braveheart. Freaking. Oh, dude. No, I'm like running through the jungle, man. That's what it feels like. Wind in my ears. I'm talking about full bore. Yeah, wind in run. your ears. You get some big ears. So definitely <laughs> catch some ears. It's like they're like sails, man. Just got a little dry away. Yeah, pin them back. So you run faster. <laughs> oh yeah. No, so. but anyways, that, that's that's a it's an excellent point. I'm telling you, shoot one, and dude, you're after. Like you're like okay, because I don't know. And also, the thing is like. Especially when you, they fall in thick cover, you're like, okay, you think you got a good mark on it, and you, you shoot at a couple other birds, you come back, you're like, oh shoot, was it 
this plant or that plant. Mm. And the thing is, yep. it's thick from like chest down or head down. And it's not like you can see your feet. So you got your gun on safety and you're use, using that barrel, that shotgun to like push stuff out of your way so you can look at your feet and see where the dove is. Yep. And make sure it's not a temper rattlesnake there. Yeah. And two things they'll do, they'll, they'll run away like a daggum chicken. And then also they'll bury themselves up under yep. stuff. And then you're just not fine so without what, a dog. So last year or two years ago, when was it when uh, Luke hunted with me? Uh, Luke and... Uh, um, Lucy. Lucy. That was last year, I think. So, yeah, probably, I guess it was last year. And yeah, we had a decent hunt. It didn't kill a ton of birds. It killed a, couple, killed a you know, handful, five, six, seven. You saw like the value of that dog. Dude, listen. I shoot this dove, and it falls right into this seven, eight-year-old pine thicket. Okay? And it's like big enough for like, you can kind of like slip through the trees, but there's briars. It's, it's nasty. And I found feathers, and it was like a trail of feathers, and it stopped. I was like, where the hell is it, dude? I can't see it. I can't find it. And I'm like, hey, look, I just met Luke. Okay? Get all Lucille in there. And I was like, hey, hey, can you bring Lucy down here? And it's his black lab. And he's like, yeah, 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 I can bring her down. He brought her down. And he's like, hey, fetch. And then she runs out, and that freaking dove was tucked up underneath some pine straw. Dude, I could not see it. I mean, it was like buried under pine straw. And dude, she came in and that dove tried to take off. And dude, she snagged it midair, bro. And I was oh, like, yeah. this is epic. Because yeah. I would have never saw that dove. Like, it was up underneath the pine straw, man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but hey, that's just more time that you're not fumbling around looking for the bird. You know, when you, you, when you have a dog to send in there, you can send the dog and you can still be watching and still hunt. Because, I mean, there's times where you're wasting 10, 15 minutes. And especially when you get out there at like five o'clock, that's valuable time. Mm -hmm. That's dove killing time, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was out there trying to find that one that was way off in the, the tall stuff that I suffocating. And on. I killed two while you were looking for I know, that. No, one. I, w I shot at another one that flew by, and it, like they flew by. I was like, oh crap! Those trash shoulders are gonna shoot. And I was like, thank God I didn't hit them because it was even farther out in that crap. And I'm like, it would have been real bad. Oh dude, I had so much fun. I probably shouldn't say this, but there we're on a power line, and there's this big power pole in the middle of it, and I was just standing up on the backside of it, peeking around. And I'd see him coming, coming, coming. And then I'd like, Let's talk about they, that. they got yeah. right there, and I'd swing out and pop them. Like when they dude, got right there, is that dude, not the most fun? fun. Was the most fun, listen, oh, the, the, best, the best thing, this is what I love about dove hunting. Like you're sitting there, you're like, you're in some of that cover, whatever, you're on the side of the field. I'm like in cover. Like I'm in the cutover, like 10 yards into the cutover, kind of opening me up a little spot. And like you see them coming from like, you know, 80 yards out, and they're like, they're like you know, they're bobbing, weaving. And you're like, you, 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 you like kind of crunch down a little bit, let's hold tight. Oh, dude. And you wait till they get to like 25 yards. It's like yards. that scene in Red Dawn where they all pop up out of the yep. foxholes and, and mow them down. Yeah, absolutely. That's, what it, oh, that's exactly what it's like. Absolutely. It's like, dude, like, they're like coming in, and like, I mean, they're like right there, and they, they kind of like fan up, whatever. You know, they kind of like, you know, mm. go to like, turn, oh, man, I have to dead you pull snag. up, and you're, like, oh, and you're like, just drop them. And you're like, oh, dude, it's, oh, it's like the best. Dude, I have the, the tree of death over by me. There's just one little dead <laughs> snag and they would come in this is my favorite kind of spot i'd let them get real close and they come in it's like duck hunting when they cup up they, they try, do the yeah. same thing dude they throw those wings back they're like they're trying to, they're trying to land on this and they're trying to land on the limb and, he and they shoot, just he's he shooting while they're like hovering they're oh, dude, I pop out. i'm like boom <laughs> got him dude he killed like three four birds right oh, yeah. there trying to come right on off the, that tree same limb same limb kept trying to land on it i would just pop out and be like thank you wham bam thank you ma'am dude is awesome um God, there was something else I was going to say. Um, the whole dove thing. I don't just, I just like, if, if you ain't dove hunting, you ain't, uh, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get out there and do it. It's yeah. fun. But it I'm, is fun. Yep. So much fun. And it's a good way to meet people, too. Uh, I mean, just some, some guys I was talking to on Saturday out there who hunt the same W May as me. Oh, geez. And one of them, there's a guy, Michael, who was showing me pictures of an older gentleman who's been hunting there for a long time. He killed a 172 out there. And pictures of it and had people to vouch for him too. Wow. 
Bigging. I mean, big. His his rack came around, and his tines got like that close to touching in the front. I mean, God, it was a nice deer. And just talking to those guys, man, talking about deer that people shot last year, deer that people saw last year while we're waiting on the hunt to start. starts at noon. It's just a good time. Great way to meet people, network, kind of like uh, where our last two guests have talked about, the whole networking aspect of hunting and, and getting to know people and building relationships, getting advice from more experienced people. Dude, the dove field's the place to do it, man. Everyone's in a good mood when you're out there on a dove field. Nobody, ain't nobody oh, well, angry well. on dove field. Except Jacob when he stumbles out of the thicket. Oh, no, 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 not me. I'm, I'm never angry. Like, even if I don't, was like, it's okay. Because I know what I'm getting myself into. I don't mind going through thick stuff. It does not bother me. I'm used I kinda to like it. Like, I kind of like it. I get to the point where, like, I'll go numb, like, from, like, the pain. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, your arms will tore it, bro. That's why I, I wear long sleeves all the time. I don't wear it. That's, that's another thing. Listen, listen. Oh, let me tell you this. There ain't no dove hunting public land where you're wearing shorts. In a short sleeve shirt. No, sir. You 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 ain't coming on public, bro. That's you get that little private feel. That's good for you. Hey, listen, you got it. That's awesome. You don't do it where <laughs> we're at because you you ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna make it unless you get like two dogs, okay? Because uh, dude, you gotta wear. I'm telling you, you're you're leathered. I mean, you you're covered head to toe in clothing. But yeah, you get through your tore up arms, all bleeding, stomachs bleeding, bleeding across the face, getting swatted by oh, some briars. Son, man, that's that's how you know it's a good dove hunt. Let me tell you. People, Golly, like, so people are like, man, what kind of what kind of you know bear freaking bobcat you fight today? Well, I'm some doves, I'm man. My doves. Yeah, They're like, why did you shoot a limit? You're like, killed four. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I did. I should have killed a lot more. There was there was one triple that flew over, and I crushed the first one, the first shot, and like the other two, they're right there, like at right, 18, 20 yards, something like that, while they were coming around, and I should have killed both of them and just. This whiffed and I'm like are you kidding me dude uh, well we were in good spots if we had been in those spots the whole time we would have limited I think oh yeah because we were shooting pretty good at that point yeah it was like last year uh, hunting our family farm kind of I was hunting in a cutover again kind of this little ridge top that's got this little field on there and you know that was kind of a little later on the season you know that was after a couple hunts dude I was dialed in bro that 20 gauge <laughs> that's another thing I was going to bring up the gun that, that 20 gauge automatic that Stoger uh, 30 20 dude listen Light looks like a five and a half pound shotgun, dude. Super lightweight, mm. awesome trigger on it. And uh, dude, you have like a couple triples come in, like you'll get like a triple come in and just knock off three triples, like get the whole triple down. Oh, yeah. Three birds recover, and it's like, dude, you kill a limit in like you know 45 minutes. Oh man, that's another thing, man. The gun aspect of dove hunting is so fun, like taking your favorite favorite shotgun out there. Well, I tried a new one this season, it's that. Well, my it's new, grand- new to you. New to me. No, very old gun. Um, it was my grandfather's gun. We lost him in February. So it was special for me to get to go out there and shoot his shotgun. And uh, it's a Remington Sportsman 58, which he's had for a long time. I don't know how long the barrel is, but it's got a pretty long barrel, modified choke. And it's the predecessor to the Remington 1100. Uh, and it's, it, I think that that particular one was manufactured in 58. So it's a very old gun. Uh, it's got the little dial on the front where if you're shooting high brass or back then shooting like paper shells and stuff, if you're shooting high brass or low brass, you got to turn the dial um, so the gas system works well. It's the first gas-operated gun they ever made, gas-operated shotgun. Might have been the first gas-operated shotgun that anybody made for like consumers. Um, but yeah, just a cool gun. Nowadays, everything's pretty high pressure, so you just put it on high and it cycles. I was afraid it would jam up. But no, it it performed perfect, and man, I'm deadly with that thing. It just we were looking at it back in February when I got it, and uh, you shouldered it, and we're like, oh my gosh, this thing shoulders good. And dove season, it's gonna be on. Well, it, it just feels right shooting that gun, dude. It's just like, oh, 
I was made to shoot doves with this gun. Dude, it's, I'm telling you, and I love it. That 20 gauge. Nothing like a good old shotgun, man. Oh, nothing man. like it. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Th- nothing makes, I, I look forward to dove, like a good dove hunt all the time. And again, you know, it's just, our style dove hunt is a little different from what you find other places. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, hey, Michael went with me once last year. He mm-hmm. shot my old 1100, another older gun. That one's from the 80s. Yeah. And he, he waxed one with it right off the bat. That was the first time I've ever been dove hunting. <clears throat> yeah. Man. Well, see, last time. That was a horrible, horrible hunt, too. We, there was like four birds that came over, and we killed two of them. And that was the hunt. Pretty good ratio. But it's a lot better this year than it was, a lot better than it was last year. Yeah. So, I'm trying to get after I think there's any other highlights of the hunt, dude. It was just a blast. I'm telling you. I had a GSP out there. I I exchanged uh, contact info with him because we got to talking. Quail hunts a little bit. Uh, You should be like, hey, hey, man, how much you charge to track doves? Oh, dude, he was all over them. Like, because he kept shooting them. He was in the spot I got in by the power pole. And uh, he killed a bunch and he left early uh, because his dog got hot. So I went and got in his spot after he left. But he was shooting a bunch that went down in the thicket and uh, he was bringing his GSP out there. Um, which he was having trouble with the retrieving. He said he was trying to work on it, but the I mean the dog was finding the birds. It was just pointing them, pointing dead. Um, well, I'm like, hey, I found it. That solved most of the problem. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But y'all didn't catch my joke, so it's all good. This kind of blew over your head. So you know how much he charged to go track, you know, track deer, oh, track dust. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, man. He he was going after him. I'm like, okay, wah wah wah. <laughs> freaking jeez. I'm like, give me, give me control that that freaking board. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. But, yeah, definitely getting me all fired up. It's fun, dude. dude. Oh my gosh, it's such a blast, man. Michael, you need to let us know Wednesday that you're not working next Wednesday. You're not working next Wednesday. Mm. Next Wednesday, don't schedule a podcast. We're going. Oh, uh, actually, no, we already got one on the 15th. We already got one scheduled, bro. Damn it. Hey, and, listen, I'm in charge of scheduling. Y'all dove on other times. Mm. So, speak about, speak about, you know, scheduling stuff and everything. Bro, so, you know, I was talking to old Nick Adair today. And oh, this is what you are going to bring up. <coughs> talking smack. All right. Hit me with it. So, I knew this was so, No, no, so, so you got Boone. You got the, got the old pup. He's going to be doing his NA test, you know, coming up in, you know, October. Uh, also, opening weekend, funny enough. Oh, I know. Wreck my plans for... Uh, that opener, that South Zone opener. Yep. So anyway, but um, anyways, I was talking to Nick, and Nick was like, he's like, yeah, dude, I wanted Andrew to come up here, and you know, this weekend and everything, and you know, he bring Boone up, and we'll do some tracking <laughs> and stuff with the with the pheasants, and you know, get him you know nice and ready for the test. And he's like, well, he's like, yeah, I'd like to, but um, you know, we'll see. But you know, we're supposed to go to Nashville for for a birthday party. He's like, a birthday party. He's like, yeah, for my for my brother in law. <laughs> and I told Nick, I'm like. What grown man has a birthday party? Like, I mean, unless it's your forty after twenty first, bro. Listen, that's, I, what, that's what Nick was telling me the other day. And I'm like, I'm like, listen now, I'm like, you're, I'm like, and then Nick brought up. I was like, you know, this is a good point. I'm like, what are you gonna do? You're like, what do you? Yeah, you, know, you could train that morning, then go up to Nashville and everything else, you know, and go have dinner or whatever. He's like, what's he doing? Waking up and you know, cuddling with him and like, you know, singing <laughs> happy birthday in bed and you know, serving him, you know, biscuits and gravy in bed and just snuggling with his, you know, brother in law. Like, what's going on, dude? No, we're just gonna get lunch. <laughs> just gonna get lunch. Going to Nashville to get lunch? That's what I said. Bro, we got stuff to hey, do. Look, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting real, bro. It's about to be hunting season. <laughs> it's getting as much brownie points as uh, possible. That's, yeah, I picked up on that. I know. I can I can look at his face right now. I, I, I breezed it by Tiff. I was like, hey, you want to go to Nick's house Friday and uh, stay up there with him and then go to Nashville? And let's just say that was a no. <laughs> And she, she didn't even speak any words when she said that. She just looked at you 
<laughs> now we you know talk about, about it everything which is, tiffany loves nick and pam um and going up there and staying with them they got a tiffany's dream house she's very jealous but um yeah no i'm like pretty much last season for hunting or last weekend before hunting season starts i'm like you know you gotta pick your battles yeah i don't want to push your uh limit yeah so um pick uh, i i deferred that battle <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did run it by but no yeah, I ain't doing yeah it. shot that down real quick <laughs> i ain't gonna do that <laughs> i, I, hey, I, listen, I listen. felt a little bit of resistance i'm like okay if i press harder this is going to explode <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. I, I understand that but hey i'll tell you one thing about andrew and, and nick brought this up he's like yeah he's like yeah andrew said you know he might or he, he'd ask or he's like, I'm like if andrew ever says maybe let me ask. I'll let you know. It's it's a hard no. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to. He, he just he doesn't want to tell it to your face. I'm just he's, nice. no, no, he's like he's like he's like I can't tell it to his face. I'll text him later. Like Andrew's yeah. the guy to break up break up with somebody over text. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, Nick. I was like, I could call that, bro. If you would have told me, brutal. I'm like, anytime I told Andrew, like, hey, we could do a podcast next day. Do you think that work? He's like. We'll see. Let me let me let me look. I'm like, okay, that's a no. no. That's what I said yesterday let's, about this one. Today. No, I was like, let's look at another one. No, no, this one's been on for over a week. This one we've had confirmed. It was the one tomorrow that we were supposed to be. No, doing. this hadn't been confirmed for a week. No, no. You texted no. me this morning. We were trying to decide because I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it because I was, was so broke. It, it had meant to be Thursday this whole time. <laughs> Thought we were on the same page. No. No. Yeah, you, yeah, you we, can't put it in that group text. I'm gonna miss it. I've been talking to Jake about oh, yeah. this thing. By the way, so listen, yeah, so, Mike, Mike, by the way, so anytime I like, I put something in the group text, I have to copy and paste it directly to him to text Andrew. And like Andrew, tonight, seven o'clock podcast. I'm like making sure because I can't put in the group message. He, he doesn't read it. Like you might if you want to try to get his attention, you might want to text him directly. Well, at any given moment during any given day. I've got 14 Facebook messages and like 18 text messages. You are so popular. Man. I can't, I cannot just like sit and go through them all the time. I can't just like message people back because yeah. then I'll be on my phone all day. So I ha I'll let it sit, especially Facebook. I'm sorry, people who message me on Facebook. I'll let it sit for a week or two yeah. and then I'll do all of them at once. And then some people respond, probably be another week. That's <laughs> like what I was, we were is, talking man. to Mr. Perry the other day and I was like, um, I was like, Mr. Perry's like, hey, man. He's like, I, I messaged y'all. I ain't, ain't heard from y'all. I'm like, Mr. Perry, I'm, we're sorry. And uh, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how many messages they're getting. I know it's got to be a way more than I, what I'm getting, but the amount of messages I'm getting right now is ridiculous. Like, not in a bad way. I mean, it's good that people are reaching out. I love it. It's great. But I, just, I hate it just, takes so long to get back to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll... I'll leave them on read, you know, or, oh, or, man. you know, not open it up just because I don't want to miss it because I've done that so far. Like, yeah, I'll open it up by accident sometimes. And, and then I, it's gone then forever. I, I forget. Yeah, then I forget. Um, yeah, I, so, don't, I don't even open them until I'm ready to like, you know, open it and like respond. respond. I mean, I'll tell you what, me and Jacob were talking about all these like business things, you know, trying to get more organized, with all this, you know, like bringing you on board and everything and, and trying to, like get the whole workflow put together and, and do things timely. So like I, I set up this big thing. He's like, do you have something that, that you could like set up that'll help us be organized? I was like, yeah, definitely. I'll set it up. Like it'll be no problem at all. He's like, well, if you can figure it out, set it up, I'll use it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I spent like four hours one day getting this whole thing, <laughs> made an account on this website, set this thing up, got on the phone with him for 30 minutes, taught him how to use it. He ain't even looked at it, son. Ain't even looked at it. <laughs> he ain't lying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's the easiest thing in the world too. Why don't you use it? I got this guy. Click on it, check it out. I don't know. Jeez, man. Yeah, I've seen you all kinds of links too, and I, we'll we'll bring it up. Me and Andrew will be talking. We'll bring it up. I'm, I'm like, going to add you to it because I know you'll use it, so we can talk about. Like, and then he'll be left out, and he'll be like, "What well, we're using now?" Yeah. Uh, I'll be like, uh, "So what? Did, what do you think about that, Jacob?" Well, I hadn't, I hadn't looked. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. watch videos, man. Listen, you just text me, give me an update. You know, what was a summary? <laughs> but let me read it real quick. I'll get back to it. I ain't sitting down watching it. Yeah, because you sent me the thing about like some kind of editing or whatever it was on the podcast, and I was like, yeah, just give me a, give me a quick summary of it, and we'll, we'll roll it. I'll trust you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one thing I've made a mistake on so far, um, since I've been added to the Southern Outdoorsman like uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook is I'll get a notification and I don't realize that it's from the Southern Outdoorsman account. And I'll go and click on it and be like, it'll be a question addressed to one of y'all. And I'm like, crap, I did not mean to do that. Like um, somebody, somebody had asked how you how you did the uh, truck logo, um, how you did the Southern Outdoorsman logo oh, on your yeah. truck. Yep. And I accidentally clicked on it. And I was like, crap. But then you answered like two more people about that. And then I'll send luckily... Links. Luckily, you realized the other one, too, so you got to him, too, oh, so yeah. I was like, well, that's good. Jacob, I could do that to your truck. Let's go do it right now. No. Actually, it's on that thumb drive. You could do it right well, now. Let's go do it, bro. Yeah, the little fidget spinner thumb drive. Yeah, Mike's over here just, I mean. Yeah, when I crank my truck, the little screen comes up with a Southern Outdoorsman logo. I know, people, do, did, did you push on the on the, uh, on the Tundra uh, I, I did in the comment section because someone, yeah, cause was, somebody was like, it. "What?" They were, I mean, everybody was like, "What?" No, oh, like, no, I didn't like. Dude, I, like yeah. The only it, reason it I knew earth, about it, it was earth shattering because there was a dog on it. Yeah, the only reason because I bought my truck and I cranked it and I look over and there's like this random dog on there. I'm like, "What?" And so I looked it up and figured it out. Some kind of yeah. some kind of form, little form. Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. hunting beast version of, for people that drive tundras. I think it's tundra.com, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I posted it on there, and uh, one of our listeners was like, "Hey, I learned that from you." <laughs> I was like, "Sweet, dude. listen to the podcast and learn a lot more than just deer hunting." Characters. Yeah, definitely. So, pretty slick, man. Pretty slick, dude. So we gotta get Andrew to read some reviews this week. Yeah, we'll get him to read the good one. Yeah. You oh, heard? I, I, I'm you, gonna smoke it. You gotta read the big buck nucks, 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 nuts, nicks. Hooked on Fondays worked for me. People are still sending messages like the Southern Outdoorsman just in the last uh, wait, let me see. 45 minutes. Me there's see. been three messages. One of them's really funny. That's, not a, that's a comment, bro. Oh, is it a comment? Yes. Jeez. You're so, there's been a lot of those, though. But comments. Comment, well, comment and message replies to like the stories and oh, stuff yeah. uh, about Jacob in the 135. Going to Illinois for the 135. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. That was funny. That was hilarious. All right. All right. So, Andrew, you got to read the first one. Outro time. That'll be our (laughs) review time. (laughs) I love it. Or should we do like the funky one? Try the funky one. The funky one's pretty funny. Time to read the reviews. No, please, please no, please no. <laughs> what about if no, we just none have, of those? What if we just have light applause in the background? <laughs> I really wish we when, could. when we make it through without stumbling on words. That's when you no, do no, that. No, the farther Jacob gets into the review, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> he made it. He made it all the way through the review. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's a miracle.
<laughs> oh, this is way too much fun. I love this thing. Oh, I love it. All right, so you got to start with uh, uh, Sound It Out. Wait, was it Obsession Outdoors we did that one? No. Farther oh, down. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way yeah. farther down. Sound It Out by Big Buck Nuts. I just want you fellers to know there ain't no need to be shamed in how y'all read and review things on your outro that y'all do. You boys should check out Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> I told you I'd smoke you, you that one. Smoke it. I told you I'd smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> you really did do good. That I was really struggling. good. I was I'm I impressed. Was. We probably could have done, we, we, we probably could have read that and it would have sounded regular. Like, that's how bad we are. Yeah, you, you got to read that review to actually say it. All right, Mike, you got to do this foreign exchange. No, you do that one because it's a long one. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Like just start reading. Don't worry about it. Uh, Foreign exchange five stars. Uh, I moved to northeast Georgia from northern. (laughs) I'm so worried. It's gonna hit hit the button. (laughs) Okay, I moved to northeast Georgia from Stop Andrew. (laughs) Read it. What are you doing? I'm watching you. You know what we need? We need the hooked on phonics worked for me. Like oh my gosh, we do. Yes. I'm gonna find that tomorrow. That's gonna be the first thing I do when I get to work. Uh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you didn't even tell us who it was by. I don't want to. All right, Come who on. is it? Um yeah, something rising. There you go. Fontanellis rising. There you go. See, Mike, I, 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 this is a two-parter, okay? <laughs> you can do okay. it. <laughs> Jesus, I can do it. Okay. I moved to northeast Georgia from northern Michigan seven years ago, and it's been difficult to get my bearings here in the south. Everything is different, and things like giant spiders, snakes, hogs, and 90-degree heat is <laughs> in early season. Uh, are pretty intimidating at first. Um, slowly getting my bearings, but listening to your show is helped is helping me understand to put these things to put these pieces together. Especially how pine thickets factor in deer bedding behavior. <laughs> your guests are second to none, and the information on GPS data is uh, is a revelation. Uh, <laughs> Keep up the great work, and I'll try to share my success with you. Uh, this perhaps is the best hunting podcast I've heard from any region, and it's already affected where and how I'll be hunting this season. Good job, Jacob. <laughs> We're all proud. I'll take my bow. <laughs> I need to get my nephews to come down here with me. They could read it better than the weekend. Well, that's the fun part. Oh. All right. Tiffany said it's not your fault. It's probably how you learned to read in school. <laughs> we didn't learn to read in school. What are you getting ready? Mike time. Today on The Price is Right. Now we hear from the Armadilla. The Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. This one's from Spin67. Uh, awesome podcast. It is refreshing to be able to discuss southern hunting techniques that apply to the regions I hunt. They do an outstanding job of extracting detailed information from every experienced hunter. Keep up the great work, guys. All right. Um, this last one, this is from JP times 200. Okay, I guess. A little passive-aggressive passive title there. 
Uh, five stars, though. He said, just trust this guy. 30-plus years in PA with the same ideas equal the biggest deer in the area. He's not giving up some things, though. Check out the minor funnels in the heat of the rut. JP. Wait, who's he talking about? I think he's talking about Bobby Warden. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast that Parker did. Uh, that's basically all they covered was funnels. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's reviews. <laughs> That was terrible. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I did it. Um, appreciate everybody that's listening to the podcast. Andrew, are you trying to find some other ones we're going to hit? I'm trying <clears> to <throat> figure out. So we got um, Funky, Piano Electric, Hard Riff, Dream, Horn Jazz. I really wish we had Thunderstruck. Oh, well, I, I don't know. There might have to be a little think, bit of, yeah, of can't, infringement. Right. What yeah, is this I can't one? Do Scratch. That. I know. Mm. 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 Anyways, appreciate everybody watching the videos uh, on YouTube and dropping those uh, every so often. Mike. Has been working on some, working on some from uh, Michael Chamberlain's episode we did uh, a week or two or three or four back, you know. So we're, we're, we're working on it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just dropped one today. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Wait. which one was it? Which one was it? You need to share it with us. What, what, what dropped today? It's on the YouTube channel. You better go check it out. Dang, what's the title? Um, Early season buck movement. Early season buck movement. You heard it from Mike himself. And it was only a week ago. I know. I'm just that we you. dropped the episode. Yep. Did you give me a hard time? Oh, it, you did. Man, good job. Good job. Ten hours ago. That was like way earlier today. You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, appreciate everybody watching the videos. Appreciate all the new Patreon supporters as well. Uh, we are slowly working on uh, getting everything up and running on Patreon. And Andrew is working on a pretty sweet video, which hopefully by the time this outro comes out, it might. It probably will be up. So, so what's the, what's the lowdown of this uh, new video you're working on? All right, we got three bucks uh, on the same property in the same general area. It's a GPS study. GPS study. One of them lives kind of off of the hills, so the hills kind of fall down into more flat stuff. It's not pancake flat like a swamp, but it's it's very like gentle, very rolling hills, like very very flat compared to a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Um, and uh, we're gonna watch how these three bucks move around with each other from October to December. And we're going to watch when do they come together? What are they doing? Uh, just stuff like that. And one thing I noticed right off the bat is two of the bucks, one of which is the one the last GPS study video was on, um, the one I did for the month of November. Mm -hmm. He's one of them. But um, one thing I noticed is one of them has a significantly smaller home range. I mean, he is like tight in this one spot. There's an SMZ. And there's a, a fresh, or no, it's not fresh. It's like four or five-year-old cutover. Got pine saplings in it. It's like a good, thick cutover like what we like. Um, and then there's a road. And it's like maybe 200 yards wide. And he was in that. I mean, hardly ever left it. Um, another thing, just like, you know, initial stuff that I noticed about him. I got interested in him, so I started looking at that one deer. And just like Bill Thompson was talking about how they move in like blocks. <coughs> He in early November or early October, which is before season there, he moved like every day for like fourteen days in daylight where you could kill him. And I was just where you could kill him, he either was hitting like SMZ, he was going through more mature pines that you could hunt in, or he was in a food plot and like crossing roads and stuff. He was outside of like that security cover during daylight hours. Well, there's like fourteen days in a row. And then it would skip a couple days. And he would be on, like, edges, but he wouldn't be out in, like, the... And even at night, he was staying in that thick cover. Like, not even at night was he going out into that other stuff. And then there'd be, like, a day where he comes out, and then you skip a day or two, and there'd be another day. 
Then you skip a day or two, and there'd be three days. You skip a day or two, and there'd be four days. And then you skip a day or two. Now it's November. And for like, man, what was it? I mean, 15 plus days in a row in November. Absolutely moving in places where you could kill him. So that was pretty interesting to me. Like big burst of movement, kind of spread out. But when he was moving, he was moving. Like didn't notice any like weather patterns. Couldn't really tell anything about the moon phase. I'm not the best with moon theories, but like the whole overhead underfoot, I was looking at that. Couldn't really see any like obvious correlation with it. I mean, it probably needs a better look. I'd like you to look at it, Michael. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, just really interesting stuff. And especially compared to these other deer, I think one of them's probably a younger deer. Cause he, it doesn't matter, man. All day, every day he's walking big distance. I mean, like daylight, dark, doesn't matter. Every day he's walking all over the place. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. And they, and him. So the, the deer with a very small home range, and the deer that walks all over the place several times came together in this one spot on this one SMZ and spent a lot of time around each other. And they, I don't know what they were doing, probably on a feed tree or something. Um, but anyways, that's going to be in video format. That's going to go on the Patreon early or this week when you're listening to this. Yep. So awesome. It's probably already on there. So uh, go join, go look at it, go check it out. Tell us what you think. And also our Patreon's got to, uh, influence what was going to be in this video we posted yesterday on there and said hey what do you guys want to here's here's these three bucks what do you want to know and they got to put in their their input and ask us questions and so we're going to look at exactly what the patrons asked about also with this new setup uh it sets up very easily for call-in shows so i think we're going to do a patreon call-in show yeah i think we're going to do a patreon call-in show which uh probably just be bonus episodes uh but patreon members you know will be able to I don't know how we're going to divvy it up, but, you know, be able to have access to call into the show and, you know, we can talk about whatever topics. May have a guest on, may not have a guest on, but just kind of have a, you know, Maybe some fun. Maybe like episodes. a Zoom room or something. Something like that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll work on it. We'll we should ask Nick. Nick just did one of those. We'll figure it out. Um, also, again, merchandise, guys. So appreciate everybody's been buying some of the merch. Everybody appreciate everybody's been buying um, the new decals as well for your trucks or wherever else you're going to put those decals. Really appreciate that support. Uh, appreciate everybody, again, that's been buying the shirts. Y'all have been fantastic. If you want, though, your own Southern Outdoors and merch, make sure you check out our webpage or you just click our link uh, that you can find like on Instagram. And you can click that link and go and actually go directly to the uh, uh, homepage and check out some of the new stuff that we have coming out. Uh, appreciate that support and uh, just thank you guys. Yep. So, Mike, any final thoughts, words of wisdom, concerns? Nope. No wisdom here. No wisdom here. <laughs> no wisdom at all, huh? <laughs> no wisdom here. Man, you're selling yourself short. Mike, you gotta tell us a joke. Jacob. Uh, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to give him a softball. I was trying to see how quick he could think of a speech. It's pretty good. Mm. Awesome not bad, not bad. Jacob, any final thoughts? No. Juicy, man. It's juicy. Juicy, man. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Y'all have a good week. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman. And thank you to Blackberry Smoke for the music for the podcast. Also, to follow along with us, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Until next time, y'all stay Southern.
Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.